Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week. I'm Will Tingle. This week's question is a real head scratcher and comes in from listener David. I suffer from post-viral chronic pain and fatigue and often joke that I need a body transplant. Is it possible to keep a head alive and fully functioning? I'd love to know the answer, but not really keen on being the first to undergo a transplant. Thank you to David. I'm not sure I'd want to be the first one to give it a go either. But is it feasible? Could we transfer our head to a different body? Adam Taylor, Professor of Anatomy at Lancaster University, is on hand to help us out. That's uh, that's an, an amazing question and, and one that we're really working towards from a scientific perspective. I think one of the biggest challenges with any transplantation is the issue of immune rejection. So where the person who's receiving the organ recognises that actually this tissue that's being transplanted into the body doesn't belong to them actually we can now manage that very well with medicine so we can give anti-rejection drugs which dampen down the immune response of the recipient so that it enables that organ that they've received to function without the body attacking it. Thanks to immunosuppressants, transplants of organs have been going on successfully for decades. Kidneys, livers and even hearts and lungs. But when we look at the head as a whole, that's a much more difficult conundrum to solve. We're transplanting a number of organs and a number of structures that actually have to be connected up to the donor recipient. There's a very methodical approach to doing this. We have to maintain the donor tissue, whether that's a whole head or the, or the or an organ such as the kidneys. We have to maintain it alive, but not alive enough to burn through all of its energy stores to the point where it may actually cease to function normally. And when it comes to the head, the organ consuming most of our body's energy is the brain, which hoovers up 20% of all the blood coming out of our heart with every single beat. And so we would have to almost cool the brain down and the head itself puts it into a temporary hibernation, whilst the surgeons go about attaching things like the major arteries that go from the heart and through the neck into the head, attaching the major muscles so that when that transplant occurs, the individual is able to control the uh, control the muscles that move the head, etc. Everything we've discussed so far, while difficult, is nonetheless doable. But what we haven't yet touched on is where the prospect of a head transplant becomes a lot less realistic. That comes with the issue of the spinal cord, really. Nerves are not great at regenerating themselves, particularly in the central nervous system, so in the brain and the spinal cord. We are moving towards that from a, a research perspective and a medical perspective in, in being able to treat that, and there's some really interesting things that are happening. But the biggest challenge is in our spinal cord, it is segmented, it is broken down into individual sections. They're almost like motorways that take you to a, from a specific place to a specific place that are controlling your movement. So when your brain tells yourself you know, to put your hand up or to, to take a step forward, where we're going to encounter really big issues with, with this proposition is connecting the spinal cord of the body up with the spinal cord of the head in a position where those two corresponding motorways line up properly 
and give the recipient full control of everything that they've just inherited. And that's that's a big challenge, and, and it's one we certainly don't see being solved anytime soon. So we have the, it's almost, we can almost say we have the technology to make it happen, but the practicalities of it aren't quite there yet. So there you have it, David. Keep your head up, and maybe we'll get there someday. Thank you very much to Adam Taylor from the University of Lancaster. Next time, we'll be answering this question from listener Bob. He asks, do you ever run out of sperm? Sounds urgent. Um, if you do know the answer or have a question of your own, drop us a line. The email address is chris at thenakedscientists.com or join us on the forums at nakedscientists.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.